The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network, where we serve our American tradition with Gary Ray. In our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here is Gary Ray. Today is December 20th, 2016. Good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network Radio and a Merry Christmas to everyone. Bill, you believe we only have a couple more days? Getting there. <laughs> That's right. My co-host is Lieutenant Colonel Bill Forbes, U.S. Army retired, former Deputy Secretary for the Maryland Department of Veterans Affairs, also past Department Commander for the DAV State of Maryland. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Gary, and as always, it's great to be with you. Well, I appreciate it. Did you get all your Christmas shopping done? Yeah, we're, we're almost there, and uh, I'm going the online route also. <laughs> all right. Uh, I don't know. I just don't know what to get. <laughs> I started, I have one present so far. <laughs> well, uh, maybe maybe that might be it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, we had a pretty good show last week, didn't we? Absolutely. Very you know, good. We, yeah, we had Gordon Brown. He's the president and CEO for Team Veteran Foundation. Their mission is to bring a permanent end to the veteran suicide epidemic by empowering veterans and their families suffering from life-threatening medical conditions of TBI, CTE, and PTS with resources, supports, and services. Bill, did you, what did you think about the wonders of the uh, hyperbaric uh, oxygen therapy? Outstanding and amazing, and it's getting the job done. Yes, it is, and, and this show is one you don't want to miss. Be sure to listen to the archive show on the AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Now, Bill, you have a little bit of news for us. Well, yes, I do, Gary. Uh, you know, uh, it's been at least a couple of times, to my recollection, we uh, ha- have had our good friends out in Oregon on the show that's uh, uh, representing... Uh, uh, tools for troops, being that we're in the Christmas season, there's an organization called Trees for Troops, which provides Christmas trees to soldiers. And Gary, out at, uh, in the area of Colorado Springs, uh, there's Fort Carson, and Tools for Troops is providing free Christmas troops uh, to soldiers and, uh, and their families at Fort Carson. Uh, uh, FedEx the other day dropped off 400 trees wow. at uh, 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 Fort Carson, and it, this is the 12th year that it has helped soldiers and their families celebrate Christmas with more than 18,000 trees delivered to 65 military bases in the countries. That's just, a, a, I think, a great gesture on the part of this organization, 
you know, you can imagine some of these families who are just coming in uh, from a deployment, the family's probably getting together after there's been some uh, separation, and, you know, you want to get this whole baggage and the furniture in place, and uh, with this kind of gesture at Fort Carson, they've got a Christmas tree. So uh, I think that's a great idea, and we want to salute those folks, Trees for Troops, who have helped our men and women at Fort Carson, Colorado. That's right. I just want to also share that uh, I I live in uh, the Deltona area in Florida, Central Florida, and uh, I stopped at a couple tree lots in Deltona, in Sanford, in Orange City, uh, and Daytona, and uh, they said that they've been doing it uh, just about every year now that you show up on Christmas Eve and, and you prove you're a veteran, uh, they'll provide you a free a Christmas tree. So that's pretty nice. Yes, so, yes. Yeah. Yes. Now, Bill, you have the pleasure of introducing our guest today, Brent. And, Gary, it is indeed a pleasure to in- introduce Brent Briggs, who is the founder and executive director for the Eden Project. Brent is a retired United States Army officer with 28 years of service. Brent spent the first eight years of, as a Marine then accepted a direct commission as a medical officer in the United States Army. Bren had several assignments and deployments that took him away from his family for long periods of time. Bren understands on a very personal level the strain that is placed on families from long separations. He was injured on his last deployment and Brent experienced six major surgeries to reconstruct uh, his face. It is out of this experience in working with other wounded warriors that the Eden Project came to be. Brent is no stranger to nonprofits. He served on an Alzheimer's board of directors for several years. During this time, he ran a 153-mile ultra-marathon across the Sahara and raised over $50,000. Bren brings this same dedication and commitment to the Eden Project and the community in which he supports. Bren Briggs, welcome to the American Heroes Network. Welcome, sir. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be with both of you, and especially after you mentioned how what a great show you had last week. There's some um, great people you've, you've had on your show so far, and it's a pleasure to be here with you. All right. I appreciate that. Let me ask you, did you run that 153 miles nonstop? Isn't that, that's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> Someone had, <laughs> no, it was a staged event. Um, the first day, I think, was 18, then 22, then a full marathon. Wow. A fifty-mile day, and they wrap it up with whatever was left over. But I got to tell you, it was it was a tough, tough race for sure. Oh, I bet it was. I bet it was. Tell me how I, I we did mention a little bit about how you got involved with uh, Eden. How did you come up with the idea of helping with uh, the Eden Eden Project? Sure. Um, so as, as you mentioned, I was injured on my last deployment. Through the process, once, I, once they redeployed me home and began the, the surgery and the rebuild process, um, I had all six surgeries 
alone. So I would go to, to Eisenhower by myself, and they would do a surgery, and, and then I'd recover. One of the surgeries required um, taking both of my jaws off and putting them back on after they fixed them and wired me shut. Great diet plan. I don't suggest it, but it's a great diet plan. Um, but even that week that I spent in the intensive care unit was completely alone. And I say this not to disparage my children's mother, but the military does a phenomenal job teaching us, um, those in uniform, how to do our job, fight and win wars, but they don't teach the spouses how to care for people who were injured. Now, she knew how to be a great wife to that guy that could run the 153 miles across the desert, Mm -hmm. but it was a challenge, and I didn't know how to be that broken guy either. So it was a challenge to be that broke and then, um, you know, have a spouse who didn't know how to deal with it. But it was not really just about me. As I sat there going through the healing process, I sat next to and talked to hundreds of others in the the exact same situation. Um, And that's kind of where the Eden Project came from, the fact that, that there's so many of us out there with with very little or no support and and uh, trying to recover from something that we should be able to recover from. That's true. That's very very true. Now I I see here that you also partnered. Um, uh, you partnered with quite a few uh, different organizations, haven't you? We do. That's the whole purpose of the Eden Project. We don't want to be the one stop shop for everything. We don't mm-hmm. want to be the place that is expected to do. You know, we call it soup to nuts in the military, everything from the beginning and the end. So we've, we've partnered with some key people who provide uh, the middle services. We take care of the front end and the back end, and we have those experts that help with, for example, writing resumes, um, finding or conducting job searches, and then getting people placed. And then we come back again and help with the retention. So... Yeah, we've got great partners that will help with all of that, and um, you know, it wouldn't we wouldn't be where we are without the partners that the partners that we have. That's true, Bill. I hope we didn't lose Bill. Oh, did we lose him? Yeah, you, I'm here. Uh, all right, uh, Brent. I was just about to say, you know, in every uh, war era. There are different kinds of experiences that, that we go through. Uh, I, I served in Vietnam, and for a great majority, most of us expected a, a one-year tour one time in Vietnam. Uh, in the more recent times, and especially Iraq and Afghanistan, we've seen these multiple back-to-back uh, tours that have created a tremendous stress upon the family unit. Families who were living uh, in such a way, being successful, raising the family, sending the kids to school, uh, and then with these uh, repetitive assignments back into the war area, it had a real fracturing, and in some cases, crushing effects on on families. I suspect that many of the folks that you serve and you come in contact with, that this is probably the primary situation that you're faced with. 
You're exactly right, Bill. That's, that's, that's what we're dealing with now. The fact that there's two issues that are different now than what years gone by. And, and I want to thank you for your service. What we have now is completely different than what you faced. And I can't thank your generation enough for all that you did and having to endure what you had to. Um, and thank God the pendulum has, has, has uh, turned enough that we're now getting recognition from the national organizations, and it, it's completely different. But you're right. It's the multiple deployments. It's uh, the back and forth constantly. Um, but it's also the fact that our, our medical, this is a plug to our phenomenal military medical community, the fact that we're saving lives and getting them off the battlefield in that golden seven minutes and getting them uh, back to the care that they need, that our guys and gals are surviving longer, but that also means that they're coming home with traumatic brain injuries and post-traumatic stress issues and missing limbs. So, so we're dealing with multiple deployments and um, injuries like we haven't seen in previous battles or wars. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter as the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Bren Briggs, founder and executive director of the Eden Project. And, Bill, you had a question? Well, well, Bren, as we had started and uh, you beginning uh, to give us uh, the early. Uh, bits and pieces of uh, of what you do, you know. Uh, reintegration is uh, from being uh, on the battlefield in combat to home and community. It's uh, it can be a difficult situation, uh, you know. Uh, uh, it, it, that's that's a major change, and especially when it's repetitive and trying to get back to some semblance of order in our lives uh, 
and and at the same time, uh, we may get to the point where we've we've done some things, and then we're back out uh, on the on that service again and back home. And as I mentioned, how the family, that's the spouse and the kids, and are impacted in in some very individual ways. But the challenges for services when we finally get back, whether it's for medical assistance, whether it's for uh, uh, filing service-connected claims for our service, this is a monumental burden upon the returning service member and the family and and superimposing upon that is that when we've been affected to where we've got real concerns and we don't talk as much as we should talk about these kinds of things and therefore that puts us further behind the, the curve. And I'm, 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 I'm guessing that you've had a lot of experience with these types of situations. Absolutely. That's really what what got us to where we are now, and you've you've touched on every one of those. And anybody in uniform um, talks about the exact same thing that you just now you just now did. The fact that the services are there, but not knowing how to find them, or that there's national programs that have done a phenomenal job talking about all the services that are offered. But when it gets to the community and the grassroots where the, the servicemen and women actually are, those services may not actually be there. And that was the case with, with us here in, in Fayetteville, in, um, just south of Atlanta. As far as the population goes, and I'll talk about us specifically, but this is almost any community in the, in the nation. Um, we're one of the highest populated veteran counties in the state of Georgia. Georgia is one of the highest populated veteran states in the, in the nation, but there was nothing here to, for the services that my wife and I needed. When, when I, you know, she needed to reach out and, and, and ask for that help, there was nobody here. We'd call the 800 numbers, and we either put on hold or we couldn't get through or we transfer, and that's the case with, you know, with everybody, and we're hearing all the, the stories through the VA and, and what's going on at that level as well. So there was a need at the local level because of the multiple deployments, because our men and women are coming home um, after long deployments, and the spouse that stays home has to maintain life as if they're a single parent. So they're doing everything on their own, and then that, that warrior comes home, and they're expected to instantly integrate because, well, gosh, they're a family. It's not quite that easy. They've seen and done some things that have changed them, and the folks that stay home, you know, they they tend to grow in different directions. So reintegration is the really, that's the key piece. We call it the foundation. If that foundation is broke, it doesn't matter what happens after that. But if we can help mend or fix or bring back that relationship, um, and it, it doesn't have to be a husband and wife. It can be any support system. You're mom and dad or brother, sister, aunt, uncle, whatever your support network is, we help make sure that foundation is solid so that everything that comes after that um, is in place as well. Well, Brent, excuse me, if I'm hearing you correctly, and from what I can see from your website, you're providing information 
for these returnees who are lost. I mean, I, I maintain personally that the greatest void in our veteran community is a lack of information. If you don't know how to navigate the system, you're lost. I mean, the who to talk to, where to go, uh, how to work this uh, or that or the other to help the situation. And that's so important. And I think your organization is, uh, is to be commended for being a, a, a point of information and then being able to direct individuals along. Uh, 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 would you agree uh, that, that information is a, is a, is a, is a main uh, uh, shortfall that we experience when we come back? Oh, my gosh, absolutely. Like I said, there, there are things out there, and that's what I'm hearing now, that, that, that there are services, there are tools available. But if you don't know where they are or how to find them, it does you no good. So that really is one of the, the key components of the Eden Project. We don't want to be, like I said, that, that person who knows everything, but we want to be that one-stop shop where everybody can come to us to get that answer. So right. we'll go through a series of questions in a, the, the initial phone call, and then based on those questions, it helps us direct either to one of our partners or to one of our signature programs how we can assist that veteran or their family. But you're absolutely right. It's, it's, the, it's the fact that there's um, the lack of unity or, or things are scattered and, and we can't find the information that we need is one of the biggest problems, which is, you know, like I said, one of the things that brought us to, to come up with this idea of the Eden Project. Right. And Bill, Brent, to, to further describe that, and, and I, I'm sure that you, you've, you've helped uh, a number of people, but give us maybe just one example without a name of a classic situation that we're talking about where a, 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 a returning service person who's converted to veteran status with a family that had problems of where you were able to come in and provide that information and sort of shepherd them through the process to, to have some positive impact on their lives. Thanks for that opportunity. We, um, and it's kind of a, a lot of the families fall into the same category. They come back and there's, because I've been doing this for so long and I've been doing it in, in North Carolina here and the servicemen and women that I've been able to work with are everywhere else. Um, a good many of the folks who we still, who we deal with now are in other states. Um, but for example, they, they have, they come back and they go through the exact same thing that I just mentioned. Um, they're having a hard time with, you know, someone wants to keep the checkbook and someone else says, well, wait a minute, that was my job doing that before I left. But then they said, no, I've been doing it. I'm doing a great job with it now. I'm going to keep it. So there's that, that tension about whose role is what on, on the return. Do you just step into it or do you gradually come back into it? Um, the, the discussion tends to be as well. Um, about the time they then change roles or accept their previous roles, they deploy again. So why not just leave the jobs where they were before? Because we know you're going to leave anyway. So knowing that someone leaves, we deal a lot with how to emotionally connect again as well. That if I know they're leaving, why would I reconnect just to have my heart broken again or have that opportunity for them to, to be gone? So that emotional connection um, we tend to hear an awful lot that uh, 
you know, we, we don't want to get back together emotionally because we know we're leaving again. So some of the programs that we've offered, and, and um, the mission, the warrior spirit is a great one that we use um, to help with that reconnection and, and talk about the issues in a non-confrontational environment so that it doesn't feel like you're being challenged or it doesn't feel like it, it, you're being threatened. It's just, it's just a board game. So that you ask the questions and go around the board game. So we have dealt with, I, I've got a couple of families who I'm still talking to that are, thank God, still families. After all these years and, and a couple more deployments, they are together because they understand that this cycle is normal. They're going to move apart, but they're also can come back together. And if they deploy again, then, you know, they've been strengthened because they have some of these tools and they know how to talk and communicate and they know that sometimes that stress is going to be there. But stress isn't all of our life. If we accept that as a fact, then we don't, um, we don't think that it's the end of the world. We as military folks have different stressors, so we have a different toolbox or skill sets we, we need to deal with, but um, stress is stress. So we're, we've given them some tools and some classes, and, and I, I maintain relationships with, with a few of the families from a couple of years ago because usually about this time they call and thank us for saying thank you. You know, we wouldn't have gotten where we are without this class or without that discussion or thank you for, for saying that it's common. Um, I don't know if that answered your question, but those are the kind of things that we've been working with and, and uh, the families we've helped so far. You know, you're right. And, you know, families are very important. They have to be educated to that fact, and uh, uh, everything you're saying makes sense. Uh, you know, when we first, we're going on our fifth year, and uh, our first year had a lot to do with caregiving uh, and having families understand, uh, you know, what the veteran's going through and the help. We used to call the caregivers, or we still do today, not used to, but we still do. We call them the invisible heroes uh, because if it, if it wasn't for uh, them, uh, there'd be a lot more suicides going on. And that's one thing we have to stop. That's exactly right. So we've partnered with a great, and, and that's where, you know, we, we know that's an issue. So... That's not necessarily our specialty, but we have partners who specialize in that. If we get to a point in a conversation or as an intake coordinator senses that, then we immediately contact one of our um, partners who, who teaches resiliency, and we, we connect them and, and work with them that way. But, you know, it works on the home front, teaching that, but it also in, in the work environment that the, the employers have to understand Yes. what they're dealing with and what these guys and gals are coming back with and help them understand, um, you know, how to help reintegrate back into the workforce as well. That's right. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break, but before we do, I want you to realize and remember the vet Veterans Suicide Prevention Channel. They're appealing directly to the general public with this call to action. Donate $22 or any amount you can today campaign. With help from those special people who care, the future Veterans Broadcast Studio can become a reality. Go to the VSPchannel.com to learn more and donate today. Also, while you're there, check out their fundraiser to create a powerful new show titled Cooking for Veterans Mental and Physical 
Health Show. This show is being created with the intentions of changing veterans' lives in a positive and powerful way by demonstrating to them the healing powers in certain foods and spices. Be sure to check them out right after the show at the Veterans suicidepreventionchannel.com you're listening to the american heroes network radio powered by voice america on a variety channel and we'll be right back think you've seen everything there is to see in online television let us surprise you visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports health business and more on demand 24 7 By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo@americanheroesnetwork.com. At Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to AmericanHeroesNetwork at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Bren Briggs, founder and executive director for the Eden Project. Bren, why don't you tell us a little bit more about the warrior spirit? It sounds like a very interesting um, uh, mission that they have here. Yeah, we're pretty excited about, about that partnership with, um, with Leslie Robinson. When the, we started bringing the Eden concept together and looking at ways to, to take care of that front end from the, the foundation piece with the servicemen coming back. With some ideas that we thought were going to be really cool, um, and I say we, me, <laughs> um, I thought it was going to be really neat to have, um, like to create non-confrontational environments where people learn to do what they had done before but not necessarily learning from a book. You know, if you sit down in a, in a classroom with a book and fill in the blanks, you're probably going to remember 5% of it. And it, it just doesn't seem as, as effective. So we were going to do, you mentioned cooking classes. We were going to offer cooking classes that, that help bring the couples together and learn to make something together. Um, fitness classes, art projects, things like that that would bring them together and learn how to do what they used to do. Then I connected with Leslie Robinson on LinkedIn, and she said, Bren, we've got that same thing, but in a board game. And I thought, what a really neat concept. So now we don't have to go out and buy sushi or whatever we were going to cook. <laughs> we've, got, we've got this board game, and um, the questions in it are 
it's you know I want to say it's like monopoly, but it's a, it's a you, it's a question. You, you ask a question, and everybody gets a, gets an opportunity to answer, and it's a really neat way to answer and deal with some of these big issues in a non-threatening environment. So there's anywhere you can do it in a couple. She has one uh, game that's, that's designed for just couples or a group of couples, but the one I really like is the peer-to-peer. What we've noticed is people will open up to each other, to a, someone who's walked the walk, more readily than they will in a counseling environment. So they won't necessarily talk to a, although they do, and if that's needed, then we, we you know, encourage them to see a, a licensed professional. But there's an awful lot of power in peer-to-peer conversation. So her um, Warrior Spirit Mission Homefront game is, is a phenomenal tool that we've used and it's and she's used it all up and down the east coast um with a lot of great success mm-hmm. wow you know that would work perfectly uh especially when you can have a cooking show along with that where they can work together to follow a recipe that would actually help with the mood uh that's exactly right so that was the concept in the beginning was so then when they learned that in, in that type of environment and then we go back to that checkbook example that I said before, mm-hmm. then that example is minimized and it's not as big of a deal because they've just went through that in a whole different environment that was fun and they learned how to work together. So, so when they get to those opportunities that it might be stress or, or tension, they're minimized and they're able to work through it. Wow. Bill? Well... Uh, th- th- that's r- really interesting, uh, uh, Brent. And, you know, <clears throat> one of the things that uh, have, have come to mind that, uh, that with this stress-related conditions that our, our men and re- women are returning back with, if they can do things or be involved in, 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 in activities that involve relaxation and not, you know, the sort of, on the on the, the the softer side of things to help uh, uh, in, in 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 recovering, uh, you know we've we've had guests on our show here with uh, projects such such as uh, heroes on the water, kayaking, uh, horseback riding, and those kinds of things, and where you can do this in a joint fashion with uh, the, the 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 spouse. Uh, uh, it, it certainly has a very positive effect and a calming effect to get back to some semblance of order. That's exactly right, and that's the whole idea behind some of the the events that we're working on and have conducted is is to create just that. It's really neat to hear <clears throat> Lieutenant Colonel talk about the softer stuff because I got a lot of flack from some of these other guys. They're like, we don't want that soft stuff. But deep down inside, they're the ones who are like, yes, I'm so glad someone's offering this and it didn't have to be my idea. So it is needed. That, that's the, it's the soft skills. It's the it's connecting back that, that the military doesn't teach, um, right. but it's so, so valuable and so important that those classes are available, those opportunities are available, um, that... The couples or you know the the relationships can be can be mended or, or in some cases um, just made stronger 
That's right. And, and again, once again, uh, bringing it up, our, starting our fifth year, and in our first year, we talked a lot. In fact, we talked a lot with uh, organizations that are, were caregivers, and the, the companies that we ran across are there to help. Uh, go, you can go through our archive shows at the beginning when we first started, and uh, we've, we've run six weeks of caregiving in a row, um, and you'll run across some good companies that uh, just blow you away. So maybe, maybe um, you can get together with them and, and uh, work out this problem. Where the families understand because it's such a big problem. That's exactly the issue, and I, you know, I'll say me personally, but but collectively, the people that I've worked with over well since 2006, if they were connected to some of those caregiving classes on both sides, the person needing the care and the person provi- person providing the care, I would bet the suicide rate would be considerably lower, and the divorce rate would be considerably lower. The all those factors that, that build in the, the substance abuse, um, I, I'm betting that they would all dr- drastically drop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, one of one of those shows were also uh, very large blogging uh, caregiving. When when you put up a question or a family member needs a question answered, they're answered within minutes on this blog from hundreds and hundreds of uh, caregivers out there willing to share their information. I will definitely get that and put it on our site because I think that's that's such a valuable tool to have um, have access to. Yes, definitely, definitely. Now you know one thing we we really like, Brandon, and that's stories. <laughs> now, do you have a story for us? I've got some positive stories. You know, there's always you know, the, that's the good. negative that's... stuff and the ones that oh my gosh, I feel so bad for that. But yeah. we like um, the positive ones. <laughs> when I was uh, when I was the last. Two years that I was active duty, I was sent to Fort Bragg. I worked at, at the senior level at the Army Reserve as their senior master black belt. So I was just in charge of business process tools and, and so forth. But again, while I was there, I was going through the traumatic brain injury clinic. And again, I'm, I'm shoulder to shoulder, knee to knee with a lot of other guys going through the same thing I am. So I, and the, the main theme of most of them was the despair, the hopelessness, the no, no um, purpose in life. And I knew that the skill set that I had and that, that I was teaching the Army was a perfect match for, for many of them. So I went through my leadership and asked if I could redesign a class specifically. It's a greenbelt level class. And I talk as if everyone knows what Lean Six Sigma is. If they don't, it's a phenomenal set of um, business process tools. So we, we redesigned this, this, this Lean Six Sigma class. I got with all their providers, and their therapies and doctor's appointments were in the morning, and our classes were in the afternoon. And we had a select group that were able to go through this. And two of them jump out, and I'll, I'll be mindful of their privacy, but one of them was, uh, had been shot six times at, at the Fort Hood Massacre. He was in our class, and it was powerful to see him come across the stage. And I say this powerful because this is neat. This mountain of a man with tears in his eyes saying, now I have a mission or a purpose, and there's something I can use once I, once I leave the, the uniform. 
we had another young guy with a project, and this is a greenbelt level, so that's kind of the lowest level of uh, within the Lean Six Sigma program. He had a $25 million savings to the Army. So I think that wasn't a feather in his cap when he stepped out the door and said, look what I just did. I can do that for you. So those are some of the things that we've been doing and have done and will continue to do to help our veterans um, kind of reintegrate, give them the tools and the confidence that you may have been an infantry guy over here, but over here you can be something better, something different, and you do fit in with, uh, with the civilian sector. Wow. That's unbelievable. Now, you, you know, just to remind our listeners out there, uh, give, you have a lot of services that you provide. Uh, what are the, the ones that you need to fill up, <laughs> let's say? The, um, list all the services. The, the, yeah, the ones that we, that we specifically provide are the, right. the soft nope. skills or the softer things like, like Bill was talking about. We do goal setting, leadership, project mm-hmm. management, uh, Lean Six Sigma certification. We don't just provide training, but we can certify people, which is a little bit different than what some of the other programs are out there doing. Um, we've got a great partner that does suicide intervention and prevention, and um, you know that one goes. You mentioned it. It's unfortunately the suicide rate in the military is considerably higher. So this one is, is a huge piece of what we do. Um, family reintegration, that, that piece you know, it goes on the front end and on the back end, just helping people have the tools, the communication tools to uh, get back together with, with their loved ones is um, probably one of the biggest things that we do. Um, conflict resolution, but we help with, we also help some of the basic, you know, the, the core competencies that we do. People are going to call and ask for how do we get our DD-214. We help with that. Or what education benefits. There's a lot of educational benefits out there. We kind of help, we can help them walk through or get them to the right place so they understand what their education benefits are, along with their, the VA, filing for the VA claims and different things. So all those things are, are so important not only to our younger veterans, but to the older veterans. And, and I've, I worked with a couple retired Navy that had been out for a long time, and both of them said, I wish I had known about these services previously. They just, um, they're out there. They just weren't aware about them. So uh, those are some of the things that we probably, that, that jump out off the top of my head that we offer that uh, are called on the most. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
by providing a unique blend of information and advocacy. We are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, uh, Bren Briggs, founder and executive director for the Eden Project. Now, Bren, we understand, I think everyone understands, organizations can't run without volunteers. Volunteers are some of the most important people out there. And uh, do you accept volunteers? Let me ask you that. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't mean to laugh at you, but (laughs) absolutely. Volunteers are the cornerstone of our organization. And like you said, I'm probably most nonprofits exist because of their, their strong volunteers. So we love them and we, I don't think we could, we could exist without them. Well, how can they get a hold of you? And also give them your URL and the information they need to uh, join forces with you. Fantastic. So probably the easiest way is to go to our website, and they can contact us at, um, or they can email at um, info. Gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's info at edenproject.com. Okay, so is I-N-F-O it, uh, at eden-project.com. All right. All right. Bill? So that would be the email. And then okay. our website is a little bit different because there's, it's not www. It's H-T-T-P-S, eden-project. All right. All right. And, and there's it. a site on there that can look for it. We have two buttons that says, need us or help us. And um, click on either one of those if they need us and absolutely let us know how we can help them. But if they want to help us, then um, we're always looking for peer-to-peer, other partners. There's just a myriad of different opportunities that someone can join in and and, um, help support our veterans. Right, right. Bill? Uh, Brent, you know, uh, uh, the thought has always occurred to me that uh, our national government makes phenomenal investments in us in preparing us uh, to become a part of the uh, military operation 
in, in our initial training and additional training as we serve. However, you know, when we return to home and community, uh, I, I, I think that the, our government isn't that great in helping us for life after uh, that preparation. And, and, and this is a, 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 an investment that can be utilized in terms of us being able to continue to serve our country uh, in, in, in various capabilities. You know, and and I, I guess the, the most important thing that gets my attention right now, and we touched on it, is the suicides that we're dealing with. We talk about 22 a day, but, Brent, I think you might agree with me that, that there's probably more than 22 a day. Uh, when the, the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs conducted that study, I, I believe it was back in 2012, and they asked for information on suicides from every state in the country. We got 21 responsive states and uh, 29 that didn't respond. And, 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 and some of those uh, states that have uh, largest uh, uh, populations, uh, California, Florida, Texas, and even more so are women veterans who have a phenomenal high rate of suicides compared to uh, non-serving women in our, in, in our population. Suicides is the thing today I think that we've got to be able to turn around in addition to just being able to perform and continue our lives. I think that that's where you guys are making a difference. And uh, uh, if you uh, uh, agree with that, you know, the, the women in particular, I, I, what kind of experiences have you had dealing with them who come to you with those concerns? So the women are generally quiet about that, and they don't, they're not opening up to us um, as much as, as we thought or maybe have, would have expected. But the suicide rate, you're exactly right. I've seen it as the number as high as 43 a day, depending on who's pulling the numbers and how they're analyzing the data. Um, the problem with some of these is if it's a single car accident, then they're not going to call it a suicide unless they find other factors or a note or something like that. So in many cases, our, our veterans are doing just that. They're, they're taking their own lives in ways that, for whatever reason, the coroners or the, the officials are not going to call it what it truly is. It really is an epidemic, and I think it's higher now than it ever has been. And unfortunately, I think if we don't stem this, it's just going to continue to rise. So there are programs like ours and the one we've partnered with, AFM, and the ones that you guys have got. There's enough out there that recognize just how bad this is and are doing some great things to stem it. So um, offering the resiliency training for that specifically. But, you know, getting back to that, some of them don't want to go there because they don't want to admit it. They, they, they wear that stigma of, oh my gosh, if I, if I say this, I'm going to get in trouble or I'll lose my job or they're going to think bad of me. So we try to label it and call it different stuff. A lot of our programs address suicide, but we don't call it suicide. It's just reintegration or strength training or communications or um, conflict resolution. We teach the soft skills, and by doing that, 
we're helping to decrease the tendency for for suicide or or maybe the um you know it doesn't escalate to that point but it, it unfortunately it's it's higher than we've ever seen it and um you know there's there's things we can do to prevent it yes and we've got to get a hold on that uh Brent, and i and i would say that part of today's program is to be continued because there's lots and lots of work out there that we've got to do to turn that situation around. Yes, sir. That is. All right. Well, we only have a couple minutes left. And, uh, Bren, it was a pleasure having you on our show today and to showcase in your organization the Eden Project. What would you like to share with our listeners in closing? Well, I want to thank both of you for allowing me the time. Um, this is obviously my passion, and I'm really, really uh, humbled that you gave me this, this time to talk, and it was just uh, it's a great opportunity to talk about the Eden Project and, and open it up for anyone who needs us. We focus primarily in Georgia and our part of Georgia, but if anyone were to email us, we're not going to turn you away. We will find the help in your area for you. Um, I'd love to thank all the veterans who are currently serving. Thank you for what you're doing. Have a Merry Christmas. If you're away from your families, know that our prayers are with you. And I want to thank Bill and his generation and everybody else that's ever served in uniform. It's um, a small population that takes care of this country, but it's, it's us that are the stand between all those bad guys and uh, keep our families safe. So I want to say a Merry Christmas to everybody, and thank you, too. All right. And Bill? Well, Brent, uh, thank you for being with us today, and thank you for your service to this country and your continued service, what you're doing now of what I like to refer to as veterans assisting and helping veterans. And I think this is one of the key ways that we can turn this situation around. Uh, what we can do for each other, because we understand each other better than, you know, the government or somebody else coming in with some sophisticated program to turn us around. So if we're out there helping each other, I think this is what's going to begin to turn the situation around uh, different from what it is. Uh, I certainly appreciate you being here, and I, and I, I would like for you to consider come back and, and, and being with us again in future shows. Great. Definitely. Definitely. All right. Just a reminder that we spotlight and promote the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime, anywhere, on any mobile device. I'm Gary Ray. Thanks for joining us today, and I want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas and have a safe holiday. Be careful out there. There's a lot of crazy people. <laughs> we'll, we'll see you next week thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network please join Gary Ray again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel have a great week we are America and we truly do you're the backbone of our nation Thanks to you, we're living free We're a quilt of 